Welcome to the Chickasha Chamber Chatter Podcast, the only podcast that takes you behind the scenes of small businesses right here in Chickasha, Oklahoma. And now, here is your host, Whitney Palisano, Membership Director of the Chickasha Chamber. Welcome to the February edition of the Chamber Chatter Podcast. We are going to sit down today with Evan and Cameron from Angel Johnson and Blast and Gain and talk about taxes and some different fun things when it comes to that. Wanted to thank our sponsors of our podcast, First National Bank and Trust Company and Hillary Communications. So without further ado, let's get started. We are sitting down today for our February Chamber Chatter podcast with Evan and Cameron from Angel, Johnson and & Blass and & Gain. And we're going to talk a little bit about taxes. And since we're in that season, we're just going to learn a little bit of new stuff today. So thank you guys for being here. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. I, I'm Evan Blass & Gain. I'm a partner with Angel, Johnson & Blass & Gain here in town. I've been with the firm for about 10 years. I was born and raised here in Chickasha, so I'm back home and I love being here and I love serving my community and helping people out with their tax problems. But it's just good to be here with you today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and I'm Cameron Johnston, also born and raised here in Chickasha. We're both kind of the second generation at our firm. So our dads and Chris Angel started the firm, so we're kind of taking it over. I think I've been a CPA now for four years. I'm also an attorney uh, at that same time. We have about 20 people in our firm with about 10 CPAs. Well, we're so happy to have you guys. We're just gonna have a little fun talking about taxes, right? It's everybody's, everybody's favorite thing, yeah. Everybody's favorite thing to talk about. Why is it beneficial for you for people to use an accountant over doing taxes themselves? Well, you know, the, the tax code is very complicated. Uh, there are all kinds of free softwares that are offered out there uh, through the IRS.gov. You can file for free or TurboTax. Other, other things offer some free service, uh, but you can miss out on some deductions uh, possibly. Or, you know, maybe you file with the wrong filing status or forget to, to, to get all the credits available to you for claiming your children, things like that. Uh, and so it's very beneficial to, to hire a professional because this is what we do every day. Uh, we know the right questions to ask you. We know the things to look for uh, to help you maximize uh, all the deductions that you can get. Just make sure that everything's filed correctly. And so uh, it's always good to, to hire a professional because what we do Uh, and so if you go out and and do it on your own there just might be some things that you miss or some mistakes that you make and then you can get an IRS letter and then things can just snowball and and become a a bigger issue than what it needs to be. Our job is to try to keep as minimal interaction with the IRS as possible that's what our goal is. Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to be on the phone for three and a half hours. I've done that myself personally. <laughs> yes. Um, it's no fun. You mentioned that you guys do this day in and day out. Mm-hmm. What type of changes and training do you guys do in order to be prepared for each tax season? Yeah. So as CPAs, we have to have our own continuing education requirements. And so that's 40 hours every year. Um, and we actually, a few of us go to, they have a little tax conference, which is as dry as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> but we do, we go back and we say, hey guy, we bring the firm together and we say, hey, there was these big changes. Why don't we all delve in, kind of think about it, go over it. And then throughout the year, if there's a big change, like with the PPP program, which a lot of businesses use, we did a little seminar on that. Any kind of big change, we try to do little seminars throughout the year. Seminars for you, or do you do any of those for your clients as well? We actually just do them for us. We've discussed doing for our clients Mm -hmm. in the past. It's just we're busy like everybody else (laughs) and we just haven't had the time to put that together. So since we're getting into tax season right now, what should people be aware of when they're filing their taxes for 2021? Well, the big thing this year, if you have kids is, uh, and and we might get into this more a little bit later, is the advanced child care tax credit. You know, starting in July, if you had children, you've been claiming them on, on your tax return. 
the government advanced your credits that you normally get, started sending you monthly checks. And so the IRS has sent out forms to everybody that shows what they have sent you. Uh, and that's very important to give that form to your tax preparer so that all those numbers were reconciled. Uh, if you don't claim on there what they actually sent you, it can delay the refund process in getting that. And so you wanna make sure that, that you get that piece of mail um, and, and the credit on there. But that, that's the biggest thing this year uh, that people will want to be looking out for that form uh, to provide to your preparer because that's gonna be key to, to making the process as smooth as possible. And to piggyback on that, if you are married, they will send one to each spouse. That's, I think that's been confusing for people. Uh, they're looking for just one form, but it usually ends up being two if you are married. Yeah. Right, I know that you could opt out of yeah. that, but both of you had to opt out, so. It was confusing. It, yeah. Yeah. There was a tool online that you could opt out. There's supposedly gonna be a tool that will replace the little letters saying how much uh, each couple got, but we'll see if that ends up. Does that end in 22 or is that continuing on? As of right now, that's ended. Okay. Uh, they stopped, December was the last month they sent those checks out. There was a lot of discussion about keeping that going, but it never went anywhere. Uh, so as of right now, that is dead and they're not sending out those uh, credits anymore in advance. Okay, great. Any other fun things that people maybe knew or different this year that they haven't done on their taxes besides the child benefit? Well, there was another, I think everybody forgets there were three of those economic advance payments. Uh, there was one more that is gonna show up on this year's return. So be on the lookout if you still have that little sheet, that's another thing to give to your tax preparer. Um, otherwise, big changes wise, they haven't done anything yet. Yet, okay. Anything yeah. that you guys can delve into that may be happening in the, this year, so moving into next year. Really, they they've been so busy with all kinds of other issues that they there's been talk of some tax changes, increasing some capital gain rates, increasing just the marginal tax rates, but really there isn't anything concrete that's on the books right now for them to vote on to implement. Uh, so uh, we're just going to have to stay tuned to see if they, they vote on anything. But right now, there's not anything too imminent that, that we're, we're seeing as far as big changes upcoming for this next tax season. On the federal side, on the on state the side, side, they are, I believe it starts this year, they did lower our tax rate, I think by a quarter of a percent. Okay. Uh, so that's nice going forward. Yeah. Uh, so it went from five to, I think, four and three quarters. Okay, great. Um, are there any questions that you guys get from your clients that may be beneficial for all of our members to, to know about. Well, kind of going back to what Evan was saying as far as a CPA or any kind of enrolled preparer's value, if you have a business, that's where really we can help you because we can say, hey, that's an expense or not. You need to kind of document this. Um, this is how long we'll have to depreciate. I mean, there's a lot of things with a business that we can really help. Um, same thing with like, I'm sure people have heard the term S-Corps. We can kind of walk you through the values of that. I mean, there's just a lot more we can offer if you do have a business. On a personal side, so obviously there's a number of benefits of you on a business for having an accountant. For even just single people or married individuals who are just employed by a larger uh, corporation, is there any benefits for them to not do their taxes online other than just missing certain deductions? Or do you do a lot of more personal accounting? Yeah, we do a lot. We do we do just the most simplest returns that people just bring in a couple of W-2s, they have some children and, and that's really all there is to it. Um, there are some times that we can provide benefits uh, to those individuals. A lot of the times for those individuals, the benefit is they just don't have to do it themselves. They know it's done accurately. Uh, everybody's busy. And so for them to have to try to take out the time to do that can be difficult. Uh, so some of it's just peace of mind, knowing that 
somebody who is a professional has done it and uh, that it's done right and they don't have to worry about doing it themselves, you know, sitting down and taking the time and finding the time to do that. Sure. Is What is the cost effectiveness of that? So like I know a lot, you can do a lot of those free you mentioned. I know like TurboTax, you send 50 or 100 bucks or something. Um, Ballpark, how do you guys, how do you feel that your pricing compares to those versus the quality of what you provide? I think that's a common misconception is that like CPAs are so much more expensive. When we see them come in, a lot of times they're actually cheaper. Oh, great. Because they add on a lot of fees. I mean, we don't have any kind of extra fees on our stuff. Um, and like Evan said, we there is a quality that we uphold that I think that's another value we add. Uh, but yeah, we're competitive, we believe, with yeah, your H&R blocks or your any kind of online service. Great. Okay. Cryptocurrency is a big thing right now. You see lots of marketing for that. Um, how does how does that play into your taxes and your income and your scope of work? And how does that impact people? Yeah, so that's something the IRS has really started to crack down on. Everybody has to answer on their tax return now. Did you receive any kind of virtual currencies? And as far as like we deal with it, the IRS, as of now, they view it as just what's called a capital gain or loss. Um, so it's just something you have to disclose and then you have to kind of track how much you made or lost on any kind of Bitcoin, Ethereum, any of those. But yeah, it's definitely an emerging issue. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more guidance as people kind of figure it out more. Uh, we don't have a ton of clients who do it. Um, usually they're younger. I think it definitely is geared towards a younger generation. Right now it's really just treated as buying and selling of stock uh, as far as uh, taxes go. So if you if you purchase some crypto and sell it and you've made some money, then there's some taxes that are owed on that gain. Or if you sell it for a loss, those losses could be deductible against some of your other income. And if you use it to pay for something, the IRS uses it as you sold it. So that's a, people are like, oh, I just used it to buy a PlayStation. Like, well, no, that's a taxable event to the IRS. Uh, another thing on that is the Venmo and PayPal. I think that's becoming a huge issue. Um, hairdressers, restaurants, um, I think they've even mentioned like babysitters and things like that. How is that type of online payment impacting people here for their taxes? Yeah, so I know uh, just from my personal life, I know Ticketmaster now requires me if I have over $600 worth of tickets sold, they have to have my information to issue a 1099. So all those other kind of mediums are starting to crack down on if you have over $600, which if you're using it at all, most people do, you're going to get issued a 1099 by them. So that's something to kind of be on the where, on the lookout for, um, and it'll definitely be more important as we go forward. And the 1099 is just a report of income, correct? So correct. I think they talked a lot about how you need to be sure you're classifying, you're pushing the right buttons, or you're <laughs> swiping the right thing whenever you're paying someone, whether it's a good or service mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, do you see that being an issue for any of your clients who are doing just random sharing of money or you know splitting the ticket or things like that that's really not them buying anything? Right now, we haven't seen any 1099s that's been issued for you know something is something like that okay. uh, if people are using paypal you know usually that's in the course of a business um, right selling but uh, but as far as venmo goes and just passing and sharing of a check of of purchasing a meal I, we haven't seen any kind of odd 1099s been kicked out yet on any of those but but that's a scenario mm -hmm. where so yeah somebody a, a certified preparer could help you kind of work that out and make sure it, it gets treated right for tax purposes so it's really great for those people that are self-employed or using those as for um, means of income to have a, a paid prayer for their yes, taxes. Absolutely. Yeah. So for our personal clients, what is the deadline? April 15th is the... 
that's your standard individual. Mm-hmm. If you have a corporation, it's March 15th, unless you extend, which is six months after those original dates. Okay. And then what qualifies you for an extension on either your personal or your business? So you just have to file a form with the IRS, but there is a common misconception that just by extending, you don't have to pay. You do have to pay at the date the IRS still says. So, okay. Uh, March 15th or April 15th. So the IRS still wants their money, but they will let you wait to actually file the return. Right. An extension is an extension to file, not an extension to pay. Uh, so if you anticipate owing the IRS money when you file your return, um, you need to figure out as close as possible how much that is and pay them by April 15th. Because anything that you owe them and pay them after April 15th will be assessed penalties and interest. And so that's something that we always have to go over with our clients. An extension is an extension to file, not an extension to pay. I think that would be a very common misconception that obviously if you're filing an extension, everything yeah. should be extended. Yeah. But nothing simple. And Oklahoma piggybacks off the federal system. So they, okay. if you get it granted by the federal, the Oklahoma granted as well. Any big differences that people should be aware of when it comes to filing their federal and state besides that they're just the taxes are going to two different entities? Well, Oklahoma treats some of the income differently than the the IRS does. Oklahoma right now is very favorable with long-term gains. So if you sell some farmland or uh, sell some mineral rights, anything like that, some real property in Oklahoma that's that's some long-term capital gain, uh, it's taxed at 0% right now in Oklahoma. So there are some large uh, gains that we've had come through our office uh, that individuals have had to pay zero tax on because Oklahoma right now has really good tax laws uh, for those. And so that's a benefit that we've provided to a lot of our clients uh, that uh, they've sold some, some items um, and uh, we've gone back and amended some of their returns uh, because they did pay some long-term capital gains in Oklahoma when they really shouldn't have. So we've gone back and amended some of those and gotten a lot of money back for them. Um, so just some of the income is taxed a little differently. Compared they treat retirement a little different. They exclude some 10,000 of your retirement income or your social security. They have some different rules that are favorable for retired people out there. Yeah. When it comes to like your paycheck, so a lot of, you know, you, you see all the deductions on your paycheck, FICA, wage withholdings, different things like that. Do you have any recommendations for people when it comes to how they take deductions out of their monthly paycheck in order to benefit them when they do file taxes? Do you feel it's better for people to try to break even at the end of each year? I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people bank on those tax reductions or the tax returns, um, understandably so. Uh, so do you have any recommendations for when it comes to just your daily or your monthly paycheck? Yeah, we can always look at, uh, you know, when I when I've prepared somebody's return at the end, if they're getting a large refund, or even maybe if they're owing some, uh, and they're they just are receiving a W two, I always look at the withholdings, um, and then I can make a recommendation. I, I try to get them as close to break even as possible, whether you owe just a little bit or getting a little bit back, um, and so I can always look at that and, and and help them. Hey, you know, you can get some extra money every month by lowering your federal withholdings. Um, because you're paying them way too much up front. And so you can get a little bit extra in your paycheck every month uh, and go into your employer and having them uh, reduce that. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, companies offer different retirement plans uh, that you can contribute to some of that that comes out pre-tax. Uh, and so we can help you, uh, you know, should you be maximizing your deductions there and, and, uh, and, and putting money towards this retirement plan or should you be doing something outside of your company, you know, putting your money elsewhere into a Roth or or just a simple IRA, some other different things like that. And so any of those deductions that are coming out of your check and how it affects you tax wise uh, is always something that, that we have a lot of conversations with with our clients of how how we can uh, 
help to, to maximize their wealth. You know, a lot of the times when clients come to us, they just want to pay no tax and they want a big refund, right? And that's always good. But what I want to do for my clients, I want to help maximize their wealth, right? I, I don't want to just do whatever we can to get pay little tax. I want to maximize their wealth. You know, I want them to make money. And, and unfortunately, when you make money, you've got to pay some tax with that. Right. Uh, but but I want to help them how to, how to balance that. How can we minimize our tax, but also build wealth in the process of doing that? And so that's a lot of conversations that I have with my clients that come in and that are fun to have. Those are the types of client, uh, those are the types of conversations that I like to sit down and talk to people about. That would be one of the best benefits of actually having a paid accountant that helps you with those things for yeah. sure, besides tinkering online by yeah. yourself. Okay, well, that's a lot of great information about taxes and how you need to go about things and how things are changing as far as crypto and things like that. Um, so thank you, Evan and Cameron for coming in today. We have a number of members who are wonderful accountants. So please be sure to check our online member directory or call our office if you want any additional information about finding an accountant. Um, but you can always reach Evan and Cameron at Angel Johnson and Blassingane here in Chickasha. And thank you guys so much for coming and visiting with us today about fun stuff, taxes, right? Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us, having us Whitney. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We had a great conversation about accounting and tax preparedness with Evan and Cameron, and I do hope that you'll reach out to one of them. Be sure to check our website or the show notes to see a list of our excellent members who also provide accounting services. Another big thank you to our sponsors for our podcast, First National Bank and Trust Company and Hillary Communications. We'll see you next month.